Welcome to the Geek Together Podcast. My reign has just begun. I can't blame him for trying. I mean, everybody wants to be Batman. Where we'll discuss Comic-Con, collectibles, pop culture, all hot trash releases, and more. Prepare to launch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Geek Together. We have a special episode here, one of our interview episodes. We get to meet, uh, talk to some toy makers. <laughs> my favorite thing to do. Uh, but first, before we get started, it's your host, Damien, and with me as always. Christina. Robbie. Chief Engineer of Laughter and Cheer, Fernando. <laughs> and Clint. And this week we're joined by the co-founders, creators, um, probably every position at the company, Vanser Toys, uh, Eric and Chris. Uh, they created uh, Ramble is what they have now, but they have a lot of other things I'm sure in the works. So first, Eric, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. I'm Eric. I'm the co-founder of Vanser Toys. Hey, this is Chris. I'm the uh, other half of Vanser Toys. Thanks for having us here. And we also wanted to say uh, congrats on the one-year anniversary. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that snuck up on us with everything going on. Like, like we're the worst, by the way, it's an example of we were the worst business-minded podcasters ever. Yeah, when, like, Facebook reminds you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your page has been around for a year. Yeah. Well, no, actually, the funny, the funny, the you know, the real, the real reason why I knew we were a year is because I got an auto bill notification. Over oh, for renewing yeah. the domain. I'm like, yep, that'll do it. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it's been a year. Oh, every year. Damn. So this time I just renewed it for the three years because it seems real. So we might keep doing it. Well, now you have to. Now I have to. Yeah, that that way I won't be reminded the same way. But <laughs> yeah, one year. That's crazy, and it's over uh, almost seventy episodes in a year, which is pretty impressive. Cool. I um, love being part of every day. single one of those episodes. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> <laughs> you are. Fernando is always mentioned. You know, yeah, I was gonna say you're always mentioned at least. I think so. All right. Fifty-two weeks in a year. That's not too bad. Not that's and, and considering winter was rough. Yeah, <laughs> winter was rough. Was rough. Yes. So, yes. Thanks for joining us. That and, said, and thank you. And thank you. Yeah. So why don't we? I like, you know, let's just kick it all off. I mean, you've, you've listened to this show before. So why don't we, how did it all start? Where, why make a toy? Uh, all right. So <laughs> it, me and Chris have been, we've been doing things together for forever. We went to high school together and right. we're 33 now. So we've known each other for wow, many, wow. many years. And uh, we actually met each other in a animation class so you know the art side of things and it's funny how it cycles all back but uh we started an online retail store selling jewelry and um just goods from china mm-hmm. and just started doing things like that just retail things on the side you know they always say have a side hustle so that's what we did and then we found out that it sucks it's terrible <laughs> that other people make and you have no control over. This yeah. is our side hustle. It's terrible. So magic um, <laughs> So we started an assets business called Worth the Risk Design. And we uh you know, Vegas out here is there's a lot of things to do. There's conventions, there's 
um, corporate planning and they always need assets. They always need photos and it's been pretty successful. But again, it's one of those things where we're dependent on others. We sure. we're waiting for a phone call. We're waiting for a gig. We're waiting for those assets to be made. So then we've gone to SDCC for the last three years and we're walking around SDCC. We're seeing all these people's cool toys and we're like, we make assets. We make graphic design. We do photography. And it's like, we have a history of doing art together. Chris has a background in, um, he has his master's from uh, the Art Institute in San Francisco. Nice. So, Academy of Art. Academy of Art. And, uh, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Super don't, prestigious don't, school. Don't, don't AI him. Don't do that. That was not, yeah. previous life. <laughs> so super prestigious school, master's degree. And I mean, um, I've always just been good with my hands. I'm a mechanic. I've been a mechanic for 20 years. Oh, wow. So um, Since you were 13? Wow. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Wrenching with my dad and just awesome. working on an old van, panel van. <laughs> nice. So, um, you know, we, we're walking around SDCC looking at stuff. And we're just like, dude, we should just do this. This is amazing. The atmosphere is amazing. We love the art. How can we get aligned? How can we take what we've learned, building assets, graphics, and selling things that we obtain from other places and blend it with something that we can make our own, something that we love doing? And, you know, leading into that, it's like, what what can we do? What can we make? So that was our realization. It's like, let's get away from doing the business assets, relying on other people. Let's definitely get away from selling things that other people make that we have no control over and that's how this all started wow that's a cool story that's that's pretty cool so it's a different journey a lot of people start off like as collector while you are you know brings me that's a good next question actually (laughs) what are you guys collecting you're seeing these vinyl toys and everything what do you what did you start collecting i'll start with chris uh so so eric really was my gateway drug into collecting. <laughs> he just opened it wide open for me so as he mentioned i was a uh, i was a i went to art school as an art student so i was always a fan of collecting like, posters and art and going to these shows and just buying the prints mm-hmm. and then eric bought me my first funko pop back in 2011 i think and it oh, was wow uh, it was russell from <clears throat> oh and of course right. I'm like growing up as an animation student and I was just a huge Disney fan. And uh, so I can not be as an animation student. Yeah. Right. Right. Pixar especially. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And I was like, Oh, um, I need to get Carl. And then after Carl was like, Oh my God, they make other Disney stuff too. And turtles and, and this was back in the day when um, SDCC would have their online or Amazon would release SDCC Funko Pops exclusives and I could just go on there and order it like a week after and then I'll just ship oh, some. Oh, so nice, right? Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it just spurred from there. Like um, uh, when I came back from San Francisco and decided to move back to Vegas, uh, really went hard with the Funko game again. Like we would man like every drop i'd just be texting eric in the morning and we'd be going to stores and funko pop hunting and i would just amass uh crates and crates of funko pops that 
I still have. <laughs> and it was just a buying frenzy. And I think uh, I get this like kind of like the general themes. Like I got really excited and I was playing off of um, Eric's hype for the releases as well. So I really just wanted to get in there and buy it because and then it petered out towards like a point where it's like, okay, I, I don't have shelf space. I don't have storage <laughs> space. Um, I have to really calm down and yep. be selective and what I'm collecting. And then of course I go to STCC with Eric and he's like, Hey, have you heard of BIM toy? And I was like, Oh, what's, what's BIM toy? And, <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> right. Right. And, then, and he's like opening me up to a whole new world. And, uh, yeah. And that's, uh, that's how I got started in like, really started in my collector game was because of eric it's all his fault yeah it's all yeah. his fault it's always there's always that one friend yeah. i'm glad he didn't get you into like drugs instead I'm glad <laughs> that's the thing. A little time that's robbie that's robbie and i do, you know? we're definitely codependent <laughs> on the you know we like we're, we would not be the people to help each other quit collecting <laughs> no not at all right. we're terrible and you got your wives involved too, so it's not even like you can support your, you know, go to your yeah. wives for support. <laughs> it's easier for me to get out than Damien, though. I would say okay. so. Yeah, Lauren would definitely like, oh, what? You're done? Is that a okay. challenge? <laughs> okay, that's true. She doesn't hate it. She collect, He collects for her. Yep. Definitely used to be a lot more into it than she is now. I don't know. Her custom uh, Her custom ghost makes me think otherwise. Uh, she still true. do that kind of stuff. She probably would be more apt to quit Funko than Tiny mm. or everything yeah. else. That oh, makes sense. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. She'd be perfectly fine if I said done with Funko. She's like, okay, but if I said, all right, get rid of all the ghosts, like, ah, oh, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get crazy here. Yep. Yep. Excellent. All right, Eric. Since you're the master, well, you know. Oh, Where do I start? I've been collecting things since I was five. I think it's like an addiction of mine. I've collected. You're in the right everything. spot. Everything yeah. under the sun. Your, your tribe right here, yeah. Yeah, yeah my, my grandma you. worked at a thrift store. So, like, I got I got so many things. I started with, let's see. I started with game consoles. That was the thrift store thing. I had a, I had a ColecoVision, an Atari, a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Sega CD, Sega Genesis. That is, and you don't have it anymore? I do. I have a few of them my okay. parents when i moved out oops. oh yeah that'll do it things just they disappear yeah we understand <laughs> but uh her working at the thrift store too got me an action figure so like i had a lot of secondhand figures tmnt power rangers ronin warriors was one of my favorites and then oh nice pogs i had pogs i had comic books then it went what to cards? pokemon cards. cards oh pokemon cards yeah, Pokemon cards, um, Game Boy games. Yeah, Goosebump books. Oh, I, think I had every Goosebump book. That, wow, that that's saying something. <laughs> I don't think I read them very often. You're going, you're going next level on us right now. Yeah, but I, they were like 90, I feel like. So yeah, right on. Yeah. I had uh, baseball cards, Marvel cards, basketball cards. I was big in uh, basketball and football cards, particularly. I was never really a big fan of baseball. Sorry. But as I grew up, it was video games, camera equipment, watches, shoes. Then the shoes turned me to Funko Pops. And then <laughs> I collect guns. I collect, like, <clears throat> yeah. But it'd be easier to say, what do you not collect? 
Right. <laughs> can we just pause for a minute? I didn't realize this was going to be the whole hour. Yeah. Uh, what you get. Can we just, yeah, like Robbie said, we'll just ask you what you don't collect. Like, yeah, oh, so when, when I get into something, I just do tireless research. And that's actually how we landed on your guys' podcast was we were preparing for SCCC one year. It was last, no, last year. And, last year, um, yeah. We were trying to find out how to get the BIM toy stuff. Um, I'd heard about BIM toy way, way back when he did the first release with B&G. Mm-hmm. Not having any idea that it would turn into what it did. I remember reading the story that they had a whole piece on him on B&G about him casting resin. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they're like, yeah, he's a really good friend of ours, and we're going to do a run for him. I'm like, what, what's, what's a BIM toy? What's a tiny ghost? So we, we heard your podcast, and I was like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to land this toy. Um, listening to the podcast, and you were you were hinting up until the until the con, like, oh, yeah, do your early pre-releases and make sure you pre-order online, and don't forget to get your lottery ticket. I'm like, okay. So we're just, like, addicted. We had to listen to everything. Like, all right, oh, nice. roadmap. this is what we need to do. So, And then the interview with um, Reese. I think it was right after Comic Con. Right after Con. Oh yeah, yeah. we recorded it at Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. And then we were hooked. I think we've we've had to listen to every episode. And it was funny because as as the interview with Reese came out, um was what I was telling you before was at STCC is when we decided, hey, we should make a toy. Oh, nice. And, oh, nice. and the very next podcast, you're like, hey, here's how you start a toy company. I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I think it was three, I think it was a month later. And then, you know, two months later, and we had already had the concept work for our toy done. And you had um, Connor on. Yep. And I was like, that's, that's exactly where we are in our journey. Like, we were with, we were there with Reese, and then we were looking <laughs> at the distribution side when you had the Toy Tokyo interview. And then you're like, okay, this is the manufacturing side with um, Connor. And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> just for you guys, that's the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Well, I mean, we always say it, you know, that was kind of what we were finding our groove because it's really hard um, in podcasting to figure out, like, well, what do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And pop culture is such a wide funnel. I mean, it could be anything. And so we decided kind of early on, like, no, we're going to, I want to learn how to make a toy and I want to, this is the industry, this is our, this is our hobby and this is what we love to do. And now I want to learn the ins and outs of it, sort of like the, uh, I used to watch the show all the time, uh, making of or how how it's done. Yeah, I love those, those. things. Like, yeah, those are cool shows. Like, uh, you know, even stupid things like Jolly Rancher, and you go watch the factory. You know, it, it doesn't matter, but it's pretty cool. Ooh, Colorado born. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything goes back to Colorado all the time with this guy. Um, <laughs> everything, but yeah, so that was it, and that's that. We we've had those conversations before. It's like we have a lot of great friends that do, you know, dorksmen, like they have a whole, a whole different show, even though it's the same friends, uh, secondary heroes, very much more on the film and, uh, mm-hmm. um, theory around that. And I'm just, we're not an expert in it. We're not, we don't have the passion for it. And I think that if you don't have that, you can't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so just like, like the collecting and the toys and the cons and, the and cons. this year has been hard cause there's no cons, no cons oh, yeah. hard for the well, con I hope tips helped you get tiny ghost and all that kind of stuff. I hope there was a, uh, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, I meant to ask you guys. Give me your uh, your your entry. Yeah, because Christina was working the line. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One of the days I was helping um at uh, Nelson's booth at Fugitive. Oh, I remember so collecting, collecting uh, lottery lottery entries. entries. Yeah. And trying to kick people out of line. 
Did you guys get your watermelon ghosts at SCCCC? We yeah, had we hit two out of three. Nice. Oh, nice. Not bad. The yeah, funny thing was, my wife was pregnant, like big pregnant, and um, <laughs> big pregnant, big pregnant, <laughs> big pregnant. I know what that means. Don't worry. Yes, yeah. I do. I do too. That's what I'm laughing. So, yep. That's like got... eight months right there, man. That's mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah. That that's miserable, especially. I can only imagine. Yes. With the with the two year old. Oh. Oh, oh wow. So we sent her back. Oh, just go back to the room. And then we get a text message. Hey, you won. And I'm like, I don't know if they're going to let me collect it in your name. And I was like, what do I tell them? She's at, at the room with my kid and she's pregnant. Yeah. And they, they actually did. They were really cool about it, which I was surprised. And then a couple hours later, Chris got his message saying that he'd won. And I was like, great. Now we have to go back across. And it's a mile. If you're over at the Funko side, it's a mile walk. Yeah, it's a it's a trek. <laughs> hey, uh, but shout out to Nelson. I love Nelson. That was that was awesome. I got to tell you guys a story about mine. When I won, I gave him my phone the, the confirmation. Then I left it there. <laughs> so I left the con, and they still had my phone. Um, I was lucky. Your phone for a ghost, sweet. I, basically, yeah, they got a better deal. But Nelson was class act. Put it aside. We got it back. No problem. But yeah, smooth move, Clint. Well done. <laughs> He's, that was his first big con, right? I, I, yeah, it's only my second con ever. So, but yeah, see, he he was probably flabbergasted, like, oh, I'll <laughs> my phone here and come back. Regardless, I just wanted to share that because I, you know, shout out to Futures and shout out to Nelson. Please continue. Uh, they, do, they do a great job. We've worked with them quite a bit um, through the Tiny Ghost journey. Obviously, we're good friends with Reese and Bottleneck guys. Uh, um, just through collecting with them, right? We got to know them pretty well, and they're they're all they're all awesome. And so by by nature of that we work with fugitive a few cons now. Christina's helped yeah. out the line in New York and San Diego. Well, and, you guys usually have more of an actual job to do when we're at cons, and yeah. I'm just sort of like, okay, I'll just wander around. So a lot of the time, yeah. I'll I'll donate my mor- a morning to, to Nelson and go help manage the line yep. because the lines get ridiculous there. Oh yeah. All right. So now we round the corner. You listen to the Connor episode. You're about you got yeah, concepts made. We already you be you know what? Why don't you retell the story of why you picked the RAM? I know we said it on the live, but people that didn't listen to the live, let's uh let's recount that. Shame on them. Oh yeah, shame on them. <laughs> Uh, so like Eric was saying, when we were at San Diego Comic-Con and we were talking about creating a figure and really getting our teeth into this industry, uh, one of the first things uh, I mentioned was I didn't want to do it just for the sake of doing it. Like if financial gain was our only reason for this, like we could be doing something else. Like because right. for us to really jump into it, like we have to have a reason to do it. And so I was like, okay, let, let's look at the reason of what we want to do. So we looked around and we were trying, well, one of our things that were, popped up in our head is like, oh, how many um, how many people get represented out in Vegas? Like artists artists from Vegas, like are they here at the con? So we were looking around um, and we were jawing with that idea, like back and forth. It's like, you know, growing up from Vegas, you know, you talk to people, everyone, like most people think we live in hotels on the strip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get your groceries at, at like you, gotta go, you gotta go two blocks off the strip, then you start seeing it. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's this whole culture um, outside of the strip and uh, Eric was born in Vegas and I grew up in Vegas. I moved out here when I was uh, getting into middle school. Okay. And you know, really growing up with the culture and then, you know, we love going to first Fridays, checking out local artists. And we're like, okay, so let, let's do that. Like, 
like if we're gonna create this vinyl figure toy let's put it with the branding that we really want to represent the city that we're from and let's and if we do get a platform eventually we can use that to promote local artists or just promote artists that we like as well so then we sit around and we're like okay so what are we gonna do that's vegas that's not gambling specific like you know you do a slot machine or dices but like what, what can we do that really talks about like the culture or the background of vegas so we were looking at okay there's a lot of joshua trees around here could we do a joshua tree and it's like oh like there's red rock park out here we could do red rocks i guess <laughs> <laughs> and then um tiny, tiny rocks yeah exactly <laughs> tiny rocks. I was like, I I, i'm not gonna lie i might buy a red rock collectible but go on <laughs> I was like, I probably could do a red rock one now that I get like a better sense of uh, 3D modeling. But uh, but yeah, so we actually landed on the bighorn sheep. It was actually hidden in plain sight for us because uh, the bighorn sheep is the uh, state animal for Nevada. It's on our. It used to be on our license plates. It's on decoration on the freeway overpass. It's on our driver's license. And growing up in Vegas, we always heard about the bighorn sheep. So I've seen a couple at Red Rock and we have a bighorn sheep park out here. So mm-hmm. we look at the sheep and are like, okay, let's let's hone in on the bighorn sheep aspect of things. And then we started looking at photos and we started looking at a bunch of references. And I had my sketchbook out and I was like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and draw this up. And it felt right. I was like, yeah, it's like, let's, do the bighorn sheep and we took that ball and we just ran with it um, ever since. Nice. Nice. And it turned out really well. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Thank you. So what, what goes into the thinking of, because I, you know, looking at your website, the, the ramble vinyl is five inches, right? It's five inch um, tall. And then your resins are three inch that I'm seeing on the site. What, what makes you think, uh, you know, I'm going to go five inch versus three inch. Like what, what did you set on the form factor there? Oh man, we uh we started with FDM printing. We had the same printer that you guys have, the Creality um, Ender yep. Three, and uh, just playing with it. Honestly, we went, from, <laughs> we, we went from three inch to four inch to five inch to six inch, and we like we love the form factor of like the Chomp and the Bim Toy, the mm-hmm. height and the and the size. I know um, barely is a little bit taller. He's just—it just—it just made sense. But what we didn't know was manufacturing costs. So <laughs> vinyl was just a big fat, big ball of mistakes. Like it was a learning experience, and we love our toy, and we love what we came up with. But it was just a lot of trial and error. So then when we went to the resin, we're just like, okay, let's make something more manageable. And then obviously. The vinyl isn't at the price point that we'd like it to be. We'd like it to be more competitive with, say, a BIM toy or a Barely piece. Okay. But just the sheer amount of parts and the sheer... I mean, you guys have one, Christine and Damien. It's it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more substantial than like uh, than some of the other pieces. Is it the 5-inch? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, have the, we have the vinyls, yeah. Yeah, so, they're very heavy. We didn't know. So, so is that the nature of your sculpt, that you had to have different parts and therefore the tooling? I mean... I guess that would be the difference because Christine and I've had, we, we've had that conversation too, which is, you know, when you look at different pieces that are out there nowadays, right? Um, you look at the difference and, and they kind of split the market in a couple sides. You have the, the cutesier side of things that are up and coming, right? That's been the big, you know, everything from, you know, the dumpster fires to tiny ghosts to chomp to 
your figure, right? Ramble. I put it out more on the cutesy, tiny, you know, all that stuff on the cutesier side. Bigger form factor, blank canvas, but 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 you have a lot more complex sculpting on the top mm-hmm. with the horns and everything like that, right? The body's fine, I think. Well, how many pieces is it? Like, I know the horns are separate, and is the head separate from the body? It's six pieces. The head. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of pieces. Yeah. yeah. So uh, arms and the body. Right, and then you look at. I put barely more on the other side. Maybe it's on the border between the cutesy and more of the. You know, again, you look at the markets, and you know, the more of the masculine, the quick. You start going over there. You get the quicks. So you get the punk drunkers. You get to different types of the more aggressive. Even the, even over there, like you might have the Dunny model or even Jankies over on that side, right? Um, and and they're smaller. And, but the um, the thinner kind of profile, right? And so, yeah, six pieces is a lot, especially on your first vinyl. Yeah, to expand more on um, what Eric described. Uh, so when we first started, like, yeah, there was no guidebook on how to start a vinyl figure or even how to start a toy company. And in, in we're trying type. to build one, actually. We're, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's we why were, they really want you guys on, so you can tell them how to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned so much. So, again, like, I, I really want to harken back to the fact that, yeah, Geek Together was such a huge help in us listening because we honestly won't know how far along we'd be without listening to those podcasts because it really, really helped out. So, I really want to say thank oh, wow. you for doing that because it really had a huge inspiration on That's us. That's awesome to hear. That's good to hear. And then, so we were thinking, okay, so. So how how do you build a toy company? What are your metrics? What are your goals? What is the things that you want to do? So we were just looking at it from a collector standpoint, right? It's like, oh, you got to have certain colorways. You got to have certain pieces. And then you put them on the shop. And then you go to conventions. And then hopefully you sell enough to make another run. And you know, going on boards and reading about it, that seems to be the general sense of it. Like out the gate, like we ordered 200 pieces, 300 pieces, 400 pieces of something. And we're like, all right, we're, we're toy makers. We got three, we worked with a manufacturer. We got 300 pieces of something. They're going to sell and yay. And then designer con happened. And, uh, and we, um, we were talking to a lot of great artists out there and we, we were so fortunate to met or to meet these designers. They're from props and pop. They, they were actually yeah. the uh, they made the resin pieces for 100% soft dumpster fire. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and we were they gave us I think we were talking to them for like an hour, and they just unleashed their whole knowledge by the way. And they were talking about dumpster fires, uh, 100% soft uh, release method, and it made a lot of sense. Like, I think when we were telling them that story that I just told you, they were like, "Wow, you guys are." kind of working backwards <laughs> they're like you ordered how many pieces off the bat and we're like uh like four four hundred five hundred like wow i mean it could be more than that but they're like wow and then they're like all right let's um this is how we're doing it with 100 percent soft so instead of having the mindset that i'm going to create a figure and order 100 to 200 mm-hmm. pieces right off the bat and really sink your investment into it he's like with uh with 100% soft, he wanted to really test out the waters before making a commitment, right? So it's like low That's risk. The resin stuff, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, I think, well, besides you guys running to figure right away, um, which is probably a unique story. And I think the only other example that did it backwards would be Chomp. So he didn't have this growth curve, right? He went right into it. Now, I don't know 
his financial backing. I don't know all the stories there of being able to go right there. Um, but he also hit a good growth curve, right? It's all sometimes it's about being lucky in the right place at the right time. Yeah. In a collector community that's kind of sparked right now. And right now, um, I, I you know, I'll be very honest. There's a lot more to hype than there is the design, frankly. And it's all about catching that hype and that sellout. By the way, every every piece of art is all subjective. So even if it's not my favorite, it could be somebody else's favorite. That's and I don't mean that there isn't beautiful art out there. Right, right. But I'm telling you, when you look at the rabid fans, packs of collectors going from one thing until it gets hard and then finding the next thing really quick till it gets hard. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. finding the next, you know what I mean? Like they're always on the hunt and they're always their favorite until it's not. Um, and I think there's, you have to, there's two sides of it, right? There's the art side and the business side of it. And I think that point when you're talking to herself soft, that whole resin period of getting your art out there and having very small runs and getting people excited about it and showing it off and hungry for it um, goes off. There's another, there's another artist out there. I didn't mention before a good friend of the show, Francisco from Berserker mm. Black Market. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to him a lot lately and how he started with the Wraith Reaper, right? Now he's doing vinyls and he's really proud and he should be. He sold out his whole run. Yeah, the rabbit, oh, right? Yeah. Started. Someone's a fan. Nice. Started nice, Eric. with like you're doing now, which is resin pieces, rabbits, small runs, generating the hype, get the group, get the community. And now look at it. Now it's like people like they're selling out, his website's crashing. Um, and look, yeah, a portion of them love them and they'll never sell them. I got a bunch right here, right? Right, right back there. Um <laughs> And a portion will, will love them and never get rid of them, but a lot of them are because they're hype collectors. You know, and that, yeah. how do you catch that? How do you take advantage of that? Well, the part that we love is, um, you know, we obviously it's a business and we want to sell yeah. products. We want yeah. to continue to grow and we want to continue to do things. But some of the things that we're, we're using our platform to just, to to do the things that we originally started to do like ramble to us is the embodiment of just creativity so we always want to promote people to be creative we have the clean slate campaign that we've been doing which is um we reach out to different artists of of different popularity and we take their pieces we auction them off and we donate a portion to charity oh, wow. it, it's something that we have a we we have a platform and we have the ability to do it and it's That's awesome yeah Mm-hmm. And it's just so we're just using the platform now that the small gathering of fans that we have and and just growing off of that and just we've been reached out to by a lot of people to do um how did you start a toy how did you make a toy and I remember we reached out to so many people and it, there's not a lot of information out there so when people reach out to us it's like how can we help you what do you need from us yeah, what like, what aspect of the business do you need help with and we'll help you um break into that so we've helped a few people with um how to do 3d design oh wow manufacturing um we took the information that was given to us by props and pop about the dumpster fire mm-hmm. and we've been giving that to others because honestly if we had been given that to begin with i don't know if we'd have a vinyl toy now right we'd yeah. probably all right yeah interesting yeah. yeah but you know yeah. what but you know what? I think, uh, you know, uh, you learned a lot up front, though. So your next run at it, you're going to be, you know, exactly how to break it down. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know we, what I mean? Yeah, we really worked. So, and, you know, I, I can't, um, 
I can't regret how we started because I was like, okay, well, we needed to go through that in order to become more knowledgeable today and make sure that people that, re- that come to us and ask us how to, how to, how can I make my own toy that they don't walk the same path that we walk. Because um, like you were talking about, Damien, it's like you want to catch that hype. Well, sometimes that wave is far and few between to really catch it. <laughs> so it's like, what's another method that you can not spend a lot of money into something, but still create a toy and come up big? And I'm just going to, I guess, detail it out. Just here's the quick version of it is what Pross and Pass told us was basically it all related back to the scientific method. Right. So you have a you have a hypothesis. It's like, all right, I'm going to make this final toy. People are going to like it. All right. So it's like, OK, so don't go run out and start drawing and go to China and really or reach out to China and create like a thousand, two thousand piece run. So what you want to do is like you want to start building the story behind it. So build your Instagram, show off your sketches, show off like sculpt it in Sculpey if you can and really show it off and talk about and get to sharing and be involved in the community. So that was like a huge thing is like, you wanna create toys for collectors. Well, where do collectors hang out? Where do collectors talk? Like, are you a part of a community? And um, from there, you, you can create these little 3D prints or these resin pieces and then start doing your marketing, promoting there and start talking to other artists about it. It's like, hey, I'm doing this. And instead of making this like a whole solo effort, which how me and Eric started, it's like, it's just you and me and we're going to keep doing it once we had the vinyl figure out and we dropped it and we didn't immediately sell out like we had to take a long hard look at ourselves and be like do we want to keep moving forward like what's our metrics for success and like so we, we took a look at that i was like okay we have the vinyl pieces let's keep building the story and let's just go back to why we started this so now that the vinyl is out it's out it's going to be on the shop till it's gone but Let's go ahead and talk to artists. Let's talk to other folks that are doing the same thing that we're doing. And let's go ahead and share our information and then let's really push it out there. So we reached out and thus a lot of it's the Eric's part. Like he'd be on, he'd be on Instagram for every, for week after week, night after night, just looking at stuff and reaching out to artists and seeing if they want to do a collab piece and, and from there is when we're like, hey, like there's something there's something into this, like into these smaller run pieces, because like just because we created a vinyl figure doesn't mean that we should stop there. And we had that notion of like, oh, we want to be hands off with the manufacturing of, of these figures. Like we'll just design it and we'll ship it out and we'll have the product. But then we started getting we started doing these um these little 3d print runs and we were like wait i think there's something here like i enjoy doing this and i was like what about you and like eric's like he's an auto mechanic he comes from the technical aspects of things like well i enjoy printing these so it's like and then so our plan was hey we're gonna go to all these conventions and we're gonna push our vinyl <laughs> and then 2020 happened yeah 2020 happened is the best way to explain that. Uh-huh, 2020, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden we can't go to all these conventions so we're like, okay, so what do we do? And we're like, you know what? We have the capabilities. Let's just do everything in-house and let's just push out these smaller runs. Let's go ahead and work with these folks like within our community, within our Instagram account, and let's really be there for them. Let's ask them what they want. Like whoever reaches out, let's really work with them. And then and then to come up to the conversation, it was like, well, what else can we do further? So we're like pushing the product, pushing the vinyl, but then we also want to create collaboration. Mm-hmm. So, work with other artists that want to work with us and let's push something out 
and then we'll have some together and then from that it just it just compounds on itself so it's it's um really like if you were to get if someone were to ask me how do chris like how do i make a vinyl toy how do i start my toy company the first thing i would say is really find your community and but not only find your community but talk about why you want to do it talk about your figure what it means to you uh why it started because if you were to tell me oh, i want to start a figure because i just want to sell out and i want my stuff to go on ebay for thousands of dollars and i just want to make a lot of money i'd be like uh, it's not the it's not the profession for you because <laughs> no, right not, yeah yeah there's there's no guarantee that's gonna yeah. ever happen <laughs> right Right. Well, we've all seen Making Fun too about that story. Like Funko's huge now, but they started somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just wanted to make stuff that they liked, man. And right. The, what Chris brought up was I, I just recently reached out to Christina again because uh, we, I for sure, have had no interest in painting these toys at all. <laughs> I did not want to do it. I didn't want to make them. I didn't want to set. I, we did our first FDM and I was sitting there sanding it. I'm like this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this, man. I definitely don't want to do this. And um, I remember one of the episodes in Geek Together, Christina. Or no, it wasn't Geek Together. It was, um, I believe, it was Secondary Heroes, where they had you on as CC Customs. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was a great episode, and you talked about your whole process and how you made stuff. And I was like, "There's no way I want to make 300 of anything." <laughs> forget it i don't get what she's saying she wants she wants a hands-on approach she wants to be able to touch every single one i'm like i called chris i'm like dude she's crazy <laughs> <That's it. laughs> by the way and then, and then we started doing this and we started printing in march i had never touched a a brush to a toy until march 20th when the world ended yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah. and um it's one of the greatest joys oh, wow. of my life right now. I have awesome. three small kids, four, two, and one, and they can't get enough of it either. And we just get together. We'll they'll sit with their little art stuff and their little paints, and I'll sit there with my little paints. And my son knows that it's named Ramble, and he's like, oh, Dad, look, you little rambles. Yeah, we had Aww. green ones, and he called it COVID Ramble. COVID Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. So, yeah. And, you know and, what? Uh, for the mouth of Babs, right? I mean, the thing right. you say, yeah. it's so clear. So I reached back out to uh, Christina. I'm like, I, I get it now. I I didn't get it before, and now I, I really, really get it. That's yeah, so cool. There's a thing to be said for having a run of 400 of something or whatever. And that's great. Obviously, you're not going to like physically paint 400 of the same thing. Oh. Right. Not really possible. Well, it's possible. Right? <laughs> well you know Nobody what I mean. Nobody wants to do that much repetition. But my whole point in, in – I remember that conversation actually. But my whole point in that is that I, I always want to be close to the product that I'm making – and since I'm a physical artist, like I make, like I sculpt with my hands, I paint with brushes and I, I, I don't do like um, digital art at all. Um, for me to just, you know, pick colors and make a pattern and have somebody else put it all together and then they get shipped out to people would be a little bit sad for me because then I'd never get to do that process myself. But I, I am really glad to hear that you guys are enjoying that so much because that that part oh is- look at that yeah oh, oh we know 
our first what was that our first night at designer con we were like all right yes. christina first night first booth it's like, first it's like oh we got we got to say hi to connor it's like we got to go to the booth. we're like no let's let's go hit up christina first because i'll be so sad if we can't get I appreciate that. <laughs> the funny thing is like look we we've done a lot of different things she's done a lot of different runs and you know i support her from the on the technical side you know from the digital art through, through figuring out the 3d printing setting those things up all that kind of stuff right figuring out the files working with that you know uh, it's very much a works in progress i'm not i don't have a master's degree from the academy of art neither do i art academy even <laughs> um i'm very much a uh, self-taught in, in the ways that i'm an engineer a software engineer background so i'm, I'm like kind of hands-on technical so i can like i'm clever so i try to figure it out and, and we brag work. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm good at but every time you put your stuff out there, and I'm sure you guys know the feeling. It's like we were at Decon, like, we're, we're not going to sell all these. Like, we have people who are asking us, like, I'm sure you can come by Sunday. Don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Yeah, come on. Like, we're not going to sell these. It's like our first thing. And it's kind of nerve wracking putting stuff out there, right? Extremely and I'm sure to your story, I mean, you, I, I appreciate you guys being very honest because, like, you made the big run of finals. You put it out there, it didn't sell out. And I'm sure you guys are both like, it's a gut punch mm. at first, but then you realize, well, no, it's not because he didn't do that foundational work. Yeah. Right. right. And, you know what I mean? And it's like, because the product is good and it's, and you can see it catching on. I mean, I look at your website, all your first, all your runs are selling out yep. so you're building quickly. Yes. You're building that snowball. Yep. yep. Right. And before you know it, what's going to happen, you know, the story is going to be in two, three years or two years. Oh, I those, slept on those rambles, those they, vinyls, they, the original vinyls. They were on the site they were forever. They're on the site forever. Oh my God, everybody's, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's going to yeah. happen. Look at Tiny Ghost. Like, Reese already had a following with Funko and everything else. But the first, the first, um, he had leftovers release, for Emerald City. Yes. The first releases that he did were the OG, the, the gold, and the silver. And those did not sell out online. They went up online in. What was it, January or something? I don't even know because I we weren't collecting them quite yet. Yeah, on the B &G there you go. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They were out online like for at least a month before Emerald City. And he just brought leftovers with him to the con. Now he sold out at the con, but that wasn't a con exclusive. Right. right? Exactly. And then Road City Comic Con, not long after we went there. Oh yeah. It was so it was so dead. Literally, he wanted to go check out the con. I was working the booth. Yeah, we were sitting at the at the tiny ghost booth. It was like the only official one ever at this point because it went to bottleneck gallery after that and fugitive, mm -hmm. yeah, and fugitive. So yeah, right? we, we hung out at the booth. So Rose City Comic Con, the pink ghosts that are now five hundred plus, five hundred dollars plus aftermarket. Yeah, there was only one hundred and fifty of them, I think. Yeah, you and couldn't, you couldn't get rid of them. The Sunday, last, last like, day, like, please take these ghosts. Yeah, the last like fifteen or twenty of them or whatever, he was like begging people to take them. I think Christine and I ended up with like twenty five to thirty of them and sent them to people in the groups. What the hell? I didn't get one. I'm oh, you didn't know you then, Clint. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm a, I'm a little jealous because I, I I would love to have one of those now. But but that's the story, right? So that's what think about it that way. That's the story you're going to be creating on Ramble, the next generation, or whatever product. You right. Have. And that's what we're kind of doing with Dahlia is uh, that well, second blueprint you're talking about, right? Which is more the Jason Rowe route, which he did with Barely, which is we're going to create the the resins and we'll talk about collabs but every single time is so nervous putting your baby out there putting your art out there right i imagine yeah, yeah speaking um so being like being in the art field or um and being around art students a lot and it's like 
we are not the most confident people. Like we could be confident in our abilities, but we are never confident about our work. Even like masters, like they're always like nitpicking it. Like no one's going to like this. Well, and, it, it's not even necessarily the product. It's just, you never personal. know how, yeah. Art is, is very subjective and is very personal. So you don't, you just never know, like you can love it and it can be perfect in your own eyes and it can be technically perfect as far as paint or application or whatever. But if you put it out there and other people don't get it, that's that's a real possibility. It doesn't matter how good it is if it's if it's not received. Like if yeah, that's well, scary. scary. That's part. what you want, right? And I think that's the optics. But I, I love your story because mm -hmm. it's not a bad one, but it's a it's a recommittal. Like you put that big thing out there, you made that big investment, you did all this, and then like, oh look, it isn't magic. It isn't like, oh poof, they're all gone. And you know, yeah. now we have to do runs of thousands and Get ready and for the <laughs> Nothing's easy, right? Nothing is easy. Yeah. It, yeah. We have those conversations people with people. If, when you when you don't yeah. like sell out on that first run. Um, but I think it's totally normal. I mean I mean, that's the thing when you listen to like the Connor episode when we interviewed him, the things that the way he swam upstream, because he's totally different story. He's not an artist. He's a collector. Right. He loves the art. He partnered with an artist with Ben. He knew the industry really well, but he did build that community from the very beginning because he had people naming it. Yes. He had sketches right. from Ben. He had the Pixar artist back. So he did the everything he, but the resin runs because he wasn't going to do that, right? That's not, That wasn't going to happen. He also had a fairly large following because he used to resell Funko products too. Yeah. With crypto collectibles. Oh, that's a good call. That's so when you already have an audience and then you're like, hey, I'm going to now put my thing out to that audience you have a bit of a, a you know a captured which we haven't launched the episode yet which we need to get it you know, fernando's got to help me edit it um when we had smy world on right um they're going to create their own figure now and we and we did a, a separate recording from the live uh, with him about 30 minutes after the show where he's talking about his process same thing like they start out with the one that i showed on their lives like they just start painting custom funko pops and then yep. as you you probably seen their custom uh chomps that they've been doing absolutely they're, they're awesome great work, right and it's, it's it's i love being in this community like i love knowing you guys and your story and smy you know jonathan over there and 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 connor and, and everybody has such a little different flavor to it and there's so much room for everybody mm -hmm. your point like it's been such a open and welcome community I remember we met Quicks I don't know, a few cons ago now. He's so nice. You wouldn't think like he's like the hottest thing on earth right now. Like, yeah, I have freaking quick tech right now. You got to be like, I got to get like Robbie's bot going or something. <laughs> Robbie's it's bot. bot. It's the worst <laughs> bot ever. <laughs> but no, I mean, you wouldn't think like he's blowing up. You'd think like an ego would go to him. No, no, it's such a sweetheart. He's so nice. And so helpful too, you know. As a matter of fact, Christina has a uh, mega tech for one of the one-off shows she has to work on now. You have a lot of people. I, leave, I have it locked in our mailbox, and I can't get it out. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go back to your let's go back to your uh, your art pieces and everything. So, you're doing these runs. What size runs are you typically doing now? And I, I can go look at your website, but let's. let's talk about uh, it, honestly, it's just whatever we feel like, and that's the beauty of where we're at now. We don't have to commit to 100 pieces. We don't have to commit to a 50-piece run. We don't have to do the concept work and work on it and tweak it forever and then hand it over to somebody else to create. We can just like sit down, grab a brush, and go, this is cool. Like, how hard was that to make? Mm, took about an hour. Like, I can make three of these. Cool. There you go. Do a run of three. And 
Um, I don't know if you just saw the pride skellies that we did. It's, oh, we um, saw them. <laughs> yeah, those yeah, are awesome. Those they are, are. They came out really nice. We, I love the, the other the other nice thing about doing things that this way is that you can kind of test your market too, right? Because yeah. if you're gonna do like five of something and you end up only selling three well you know that's probably not one that you may want to go revisit later in a vinyl because uh-huh. at the end of the day like you said it is a business you have to sell them in order to make the next ones right, right. but if you make 10 of something and you sell them all and then you've got like a bunch of people that keep messaging you about that one design you know that's probably one that would be good to do a vinyl of come in the future where you well, interpretation of it yeah yes. well to, to go with that you made how many of the uh, los funkos Fotero or uh, I'm sorry, I'm screwing up. Yeah. you made thirty of those, right? Those yeah. and those sold out quick, right? There's a there's a pretty the, thriving group there. That's yeah. a pretty right. good, pretty good size Funko no, group. That, but, I mean, that's that's a great thing. Like you had to put a right. password thing on your website to sell those, and they're gone. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And that was a yeah, that was coming up with a conversation again. It's like talking with Los um, Locos Funkeros, asking him like, hey, like. Like we can collaborate on a piece and that's me. So, so I went to school for animation. I didn't really have a 3d modeling background. So oh, I, wow. okay. I, uh, um, we were thinking about a different sculpt and they were like, okay, the advantage that we have is we don't have to go through a manufacturer and wait and wait for a different mold in order mm-hmm. to cast new pieces. Mm-hmm. We can come out with more unique uh, models and then test those out that way. So I enrolled in the, um, the YouTube Academy Yep. <laughs> I'm a, I, I probably have a master's degree from there. You know? <laughs> I was watching just a bunch of videos and we were trying to figure out what program would be best uh, to use. So we were bouncing from Blender and then we were using uh, Maya and then we finally landed on ZBrush. And I was like, whoa, this feels like you're like digital sculpting. And I was like, I could get how many pixels in here? And I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. So uh, we, so we started with the regular, um, Rambo runs and then I am terrible at painting so one of the things that I was hard leaning on was like okay let's create can I can I represent different sculpts and make it look good enough to where um paint when we do when I do get my paint skills up it'll just make the piece even better right so, and we talked about the LLF piece and they're like okay we can do and like Eric was like, okay, like how hard would it be to put a logo on it? Can you create a crown and all this stuff? I was like, okay, let's do it. So that was our first run. And then, and then uh, I was actually listening to that. Um, it was, it was a geek together episode. Damien was like, uh, he jokingly says like, Oh, like just put a skeleton on something and I'll probably still. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is we all understand where you're coming from. Yeah. It's like, I, I totally understand where he's coming from. And I was just like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's <laughs> run and see what happens. And I, we put it out there and everyone's like, oh my God, I got to have that scaly ramble. I got to have that scaly piece. I got to have that scaly piece. So I was yep. just like, oh, like I wasn't expecting that at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> messaging us. It's like, are you going to make that to a five inch final? Are you going to make that to a five inch final? They were just like, yeah. uh, uh, can I get more? Are you guys going to make more? There's there you go. Hey, yeah. I was wow. right. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm amused, <laughs> if you will. So then, <laughs> So then the, uh, I was like, you know what? I like, I love creating new pieces to sell, but I also, we also have this avenue where it's like, I'd love to create new pieces. These one-off pieces just to show our appreciation for the folks that, you know, that we talked to and been with in the beginning. So 
that CSU piece that we gave Clint was like one of the first ones where like mm -hmm. you know, it's still a custom piece for him. We're still one off. We have the ability to make this in house. We have the ability to turn it around pretty quick. And I was like, let's just do that. And um, yeah, looking at our asset spin, um, I guess I'll announce it here. Is like we do have a geek together thing that we want to do, and we do have a Claudia thing that we want to do. Mm. As well. Yes, like that's in my um, that's in my queue, and uh, kind of three D model that, and like really using that platform, right? Like using that as a way yeah. to not only sell these things, but also to build these deeper relationships within the community with people. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know that, you. that's a unique thing you're bringing because while while a lot of people have done artist collabs, they're usually doing on the same mold. Yeah, like I can't do what you're doing because I have it. to hire somebody to do my 3D sculpting. Yeah, that's true. We, we don't have 3D sculpting. <laughs> I, have, I haven't gone to YouTube University for that. I'm about to do one of my. <laughs> you see, like you know, they have the like the Harvard shirts with the crest. Like everybody goes to Harvard. I got one that says YouTube. Which nice. Is, <laughs> yeah, it's like perfect. It's the college I graduated from. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's like Internet University. <laughs> Internet um, University, it's IU. Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, but that's that's something unique you're bringing, though. Be able to do like the when I saw the last Locos Funk Heroes. I'm guessing you worked with Mike and them directly. Um, they came out really nice too. From what yeah. I saw, they were great. And they have good artists there too, because they mm -hmm. out of all the clubs, they yes. come out. I think with some of the best pins and best artwork. Um, every, every oh, con. for everything. Yeah. We have so much of their stuff, like the gold pens and stuff from the game. Like we've been um, working with them for a long time, early mm -hmm. on when they first formed. Almost um, good guys, though. It's a good group to work with. And they're yeah. Very, very uh, rabid fan base. I'm not surprised you sold out 30 real fast. And I'm sure you have a lot of people want more. Yeah, you know now they're an exclusive club within the club. There it is. It's starting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. keep up. Honestly. We're we're trying to find other avenues to to fulfill all their requests, really. <laughs> yeah, I keep, keep together one will be huge. It'll be massive. I'll be like Eric, are you ready? To be at least five. You ready? At least sell five of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, instantly. <laughs> we have, we have to get one. We'd have to give one to Manny. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Well. It's, it's, it's like the biggest supporter of everybody. He's awesome. I just I, I yeah. want to buy my own. I don't. I, I'm I'm thinking about myself right now. Well, no, I <laughs> after the five, we'd have to find one. I know, but I'm like, I really want one now. All anyway. right. Yeah, I'm thinking so thanks for sharing all, all of that. I'm looking at we're at the hour mark, but I do want to get some, some of these questions that people ask. We ask people to ask questions. We have some questions. So why don't we have Clint switch over to that and let's uh, go through the listener questions and then we can end there. So we mentioned Reese earlier. So we have to ask this question by Prague from the Secondary Heroes. He asks, if Reese O'Brien allowed you to create the next tiny ghost, what would it be of or look like and what would you name it you know i'll go first because i actually thought about this you thought about it all right yes Which so what what I got me into designer toys and a tiny ghost in the first place was dapper and for you guys that don't know i'm a big mustache fan i'm a huge supporter of november i'm sure if you've listened to this podcast you know that so the reason I bring that up is I would want an updated dapper in a sense and um I know somebody did a mini of this kinda but I wanted to have a monocle I love having him a pipe. He needs a vest. And he a needs top hat. and a top exactly and a top, a top hat. hat. Would... A top hat or a bowler? Oh, well, top hat. Well, you know what? No, no. Here about this. How about this? Three inch, three inch, three inch three pack of both. Oh, okay. There you go. Both. Three oh, inch, right. three and pack would, of both, and, and would, they would be called little gentlemen. Oh, I love all three of those. Little gentlemen, I like it. That's what I would want. So, Reese, if you're listening. There you go. Confused with the pickup line, pickup boo, the gentleman. That's right. That's right. But I, uh, 
That's my answer on that question. I love that question. And, and he's watching, so. That is a good answer. I know. I know. I saw him post on that. All right. So, uh, all right, Chris, you got an answer for that one? I, I would go full stereotypical Vegas on this one. We, we didn't want to do it just because it's too on the nose for us, but I would love to see a tiny ghost as a slot machine with oh. a little tiny handle as the, uh, you know, the, oh, that'd be cool. yeah, the handle is the, cool. the slot machine. And then he's got the numbers and maybe the coins inside is a holographic coins. That's what I would Neat. want. You sound wow. like toy designers. Look at that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well done, Eric. Uh, I want to, I want a tiny ghost red rock. <laughs> yes, I would buy that too. Honestly, it would be cool if they textured it too, like make it rock. Would I would cool. buy that too. Yeah. Colored in something. Even you need a ramble that's a rock, like rock for me. Like one of my favorite that actually gunnies, yeah. actually, I have is the crystal ones. Right there. You want to grab it? Here. Well, they they can not matter. I'll grab it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll there. It's, like a, it's like I bought it at Decon and it's like crystal cut. It's awesome. I just yeah. was drawn to I love it. that piece. Yeah, those are cool pieces. All right, Christina, I'm gonna put you on the would now. you would think that this would come easy for me because I actually make custom ghosts, but I really it's so hard to like to make a production piece. Maybe I don't know. Okay, so I'll yeah, go first. I'm gonna go, go first. and let me I'm go for like another minute. So one that I've wanted for a while, and it would have to be another mold, is is kind of a take on the invisible one and sort of what I was talking about the Dunny, but making it more of like a prism it's like facets cut like diamond cut so taking like the uh death mask kind of idea where it's like all the prisms in it but yeah. really texturizing the clear ghost like that and really making it sparkle and dazzle uh would be really like, like hard plastic almost it almost have to be like another material yeah that yeah. Like reflects this something. yeah like yeah. lucite that would be awesome that would be cool chris is making now, what would i call it what would you call it? I don't know. Prism ghost. <laughs> Prism. Uh, oh. Trying to call it di diamond or something like that. And, and honestly, if you did like red in it, you can call it blood diamond. Oh. oh. Yeah. Like if you had like red in it, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would be blood diamond. Cool. There you go. If it ever I gets like made, that. right here. That'd be a cool piece, actually. That'd be a good diamond. That'd be really cool. There you go. Um, okay. So the thing I keep thinking about is actually one is custom that I want to make. Um, I really want to make a wall the guys ghost. I want to have Such it. Such a Homer answer. I know. <laughs> I, I, want it, I want it to have like the texture, like the. I want to take two amazing products by Reese and. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Before we get to yours, and I want mine to be released in Singapore. <laughs> well, of course, because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would like it to be textured like the Waldegeist, like the hand cut wood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that would okay. be really cool. And then have the raised mask, with the raised skull mask on his face. And then um, obviously he needs some horns. I'm making my very awesome. first. Speaking of which, needs, you know what you could put on there? You could put some ramble, ramble horns on there. That would be cool. I'm making my very first custom, everybody. You are. My very first. I sculpted it. I'm sanding it. Look. You do know that this Ooh. is a podcast that people can't see what you're Well, that's, that's the whole point. We're teasing yeah. people who can't see it listening, but we can see it and we appreciate it. Is it cool? It is cool. Awesome. It turned out nice. I, wait, wait, wait. What's that on top of his head? 
That's, that's the, the hood. That's the hood part of it, man. Oh, nice. Oh, that's wow. Really great. I feel like I should just leave this conversation now. Need some Santa. <laughs> so that's a little tease for everybody. Mm-hmm. I will I will reveal it to our listeners when it's ready. It's not ready. Nice. It's gonna take what are you going to do with it when it's done? I don't know. Uh, Eric, can you send the address to Damien as well? <laughs> I'll send it to him, guys. I got it for you. Okay, okay. <laughs> Inspired by Christina to, to make a costume. Nice. And, and I'm sorry, Fernando is, is missing right now, but he made an awesome Donald Dunk, Donald Dunk, Donald Duck for uh, custom for uh, Nerds Unite Miss a couple of uh, yeah. last holiday. Oh, and it cool. came out really nice. For so Ricky. What, so what's your Wild Guy smash up? Gonna be what's what the you? name of it? Oh. Walder Ghost. That's a good one. It's a good name, right? Ooh. Tiny Walder Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> tiny Walder Ghost. <laughs> no, Walder Tiny Walder Ghost. Walder Ghost. Mm. Yeah. Done. Yeah, I think I'm. I do have to make the custom. Well, now you said but it. Of course you do. I've been thinking about it for a few weeks now, but I don't have any paints. We are. And I don't know where my. I don't know where my clay yeah, is. Yeah, we know. <laughs> you have no idea how many things I'm tempted to rebuy because I can't find it in a box. I don't do it. Um, I mean, I have like a million ideas of other stuff, but it's just, yeah. I, don't know. I still need a, a CCC custom at some point. You don't have Same. I Please. don't. Hmm. Well, we're going to, we're going to make sure that we get your rambles done. Yes. For you. I have some rambles mm-hmm. I need to work on. I have some barrelies I need to work on. What's that? For charity. Oh yeah. 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 Which we don't, we wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like that gambit. The yeah, charity. Yeah. We give her give her a blank three inch. We'll turn it into something, and we do a limited yeah, yeah. run from CC Customs, or or actually from Deathly Cute. From Deathly Cute. Deathly oh, Cute. even better. Yes. Thinking like Very some cool. little some little uh, little Dahlia rambles. Ooh, that'd be kind of neat. Be I'm picturing it. I like it, especially yeah. the hood on. Cool. Yeah. The horn. Yeah. It'd be cool. I could see oh, it. Cool. I love, love, love the new sculpt, by the way. Oh, that's all Isabel. Isabel's amazing. Yeah. Man, she, awesome. she gave her so much personality in that little. Yeah. She really, really. Oh, really it's so cute. Yeah, we're getting excited again. We, this was, you know, the, this, one of the disappointing things about this year is we had plans. We were going to do runs at every con. We were going to really ramp up this year on the, on the resins and get going and just. Uh, yeah, this year has been kind of a ride off. As soon as all of my kids started being at home every day, all day. That'll slow you down. <laughs> all right. Well, we haven't got to everybody else on this one. So, Robbie. Yes, Robbie. Um, Robbie. Well, Christina kind of mentioned it, but I was thinking of, I got the Captain America, the wood Funko Pop. Mm. So, I was a wood texture ghost. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be That would be, that would be would. Get it? Ah, puns are fun. Uh, <laughs> and the name... Oh, the name of it, I'd call him Woody. Woody? I knew Woody. I was going. I knew it. So obvious, right? But that would be rad, that, though. You can call him Naughty. Naughty? Naughty? That's a good one, too. My, Naughty. The eyes might be like dots. Yeah, that's why yeah. I I would like to see one that has like a on fire kind of look. So it's translucent, but it has kind of flames. It's kind of like the wave. I was going to say with the transit. Yeah, the minis are doing now. I could do that. Yeah. Fire. That would be cool. That's series four, dude. You're getting ahead of it. <laughs> All these ideas were free, Reese. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Free. <laughs> we did your style, Reese. Yeah. Just make sure Robbie's piece is 29 pieces or less. Than- <laughs> <laughs> less than 29. That's right. No, don't make Robbie that. He'll never get one. 
that's all right. right. I get a box that has that in there for sure. Only Guaranteed. reason why he, the only reason why he found a Naruto C twenty eight is because it's the last thing he ever wanted. <laughs> you know what though? He found it. You got to give him all the credit in the world well, for finding hey, it. Like if he was out there, if we were out there looking for C twenty eight Skeletors, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. We'd be like, screw you, man. I, I people are like, we're this Naruto. We're gonna be like, eh, all right. <laughs> You yep. are somebody in the group like that son of a bitch. But I did get the rare clear He-Man that I gave you. That's true. So you did that. It was, it, was, a, it was for me, not you. Yeah, it was a go-to thing. It would definitely have gone to you. Like, yeah. Well, no, no doubt. I would have you guys have your agreements. We understand. We have, we have contracts driven. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, Chris. How about you? Your ghost. Oh, it was the uh, the Red Rock. Oh yeah, yeah we heard him earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We talked about. <laughs> Right, we, got, we, we got off track as per slot machine the red rock okay well, that's good stuff actually I'm, we did better than i thought we were i can't wait to and we do have bona fide toy designers and artists here so that's, that's you, you, like the majority of everyone here yeah. is one of those <laughs> that's true only about 50 50 hey you know no depending on what camp you want to put me in i was putting damien in the cool camp while robbie yeah. and i were in the other camp well, Okay. <laughs> I'm just kicking you out of the cool camp right there. So that's right. We'll talk about that later. Even for my birthday, you can't pretend I'm an artist. It's not your birthday yet. <laughs> All right. What's the next question, Clint? You want another one? All right. Well, this one comes. Do one more. Talking to Manny, so he says, "Let's talk food." Oh. That's how it starts. Uh, what new places have you discovered? And describe the deliciousness of those food items. Oh, that's for us. That's for yeah. that's for anybody though. I, I'd be curious to hear with the Vegas guys because that's the thing. You go to Vegas and everyone knows, you know, kind of like In and Out Burger comes in mind of Vegas, which yeah. isn't fair because In and Out Burger isn't Vegas. But um, California, there's got to be some great local cuisine or local places that you would recommend Hot for anybody that wants some like good In-N-Out stuff. Burger. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not an In and Out Burger fan either. Yeah, In and Out Burger, like literally, probably half a mile from our house. I think we ate it we once. Once. Yeah, I believe it. Well, they're building them here in Colorado now, and I'm like, eh. We have them all here now. Guys. Like Austin, In and Out Burger. Austin, the move out everything. Shake Shack there. Shake Shack's good. Anyway, we're not in the burger conversation. All right, so what foods have we found? Okay. So recently, I just went online and just looked for a search for, you know, I don't like eating at chains. So I was just looking for local food, and I found a place called Valencia's Mex Barbecue. Mex Barbecue? It's a permanent food truck here in Austin. And what they do is barbecue, but with a Mexican flair. Not Tex-Mex. It's not Tex-Mex. So it's not like cheese and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so they make all the tortillas there. They make Mm. barbecue. All the sides, like the, the so they had so I got um and I ended up going there and I got the steak that was smoked, like fajita steak sliced up like skirt steak almost, mm-hmm. sliced up with the peppers and onions and everything in it, um the beans they make there the tortillas they make there I got the carnitas, and the um and the brisket the bri- but the brisket with the rub is it's seasoned more like on the cumin, or the Mexican influence side oh my god it was so good sounds awesome it was amazing the I had it last were- night were to die for they oh, were like dude. probably the most tender like qualified so carnitas i've ever had it's and the so tortilla so and like i know tortillas like if you look at an ingredients list on tortillas you would think like everybody <laughs> can make them it's not true no I grew up, I, I remember being a kid in tucson arizona like they had good tortillas and 
in in Utah, I kept trying to find them, but they didn't exist. No. <laughs> and here I come here and like, I think my son said it the best. Like he goes, man, you know, the restaurants are amazing. The what, what did Jesse say? He goes, well, yeah, because even the grocery, even the gas station has good tortillas here. You can't skip on those. You can't you have shitty tortillas here. You just can't do it. Like don't even show up. It's true. <laughs> Makes sense. You go to the HEB thing and they have a cooler full of hot tortillas because they make them right there. Awesome. I wasn't hungry when we started talking, but I am now. I'm I'm quite happy with this uh, Austin's pizza that we've now ordered a couple of times. The first time we ordered it, they have um, we're we're solidly in the team pineapple camp. But generally speaking, when you get pineapple on pizza, it is Hawaiian pizza. So it's just like Canadian bacon. Ham and pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. They actually had uh, they have a different one where it has pepperoni pineapple and a couple other things that i can't remember right now but it was so it was a completely different take on a pizza with pineapple on it and it was delicious and the thin crust was really good it wasn't too thin and it has looked like it's flavorful and it's just very tasty coming from utah where there were the, no pizza places that weren't chains yeah there, there wasn't great pizza there but anyway so that's that's mine so far i like that pizza yeah it was good all right, so we'll pass it on. That's the Austin take right now. And of I'm course, trying to think. I, I want to save the Vegas guys for last because I have a feeling a lot of people will enjoy listening to what they have to say. Because, I mean, again, you go to Vegas and there's options, but there's, there's better options. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, Robbie, do you have one or do I need to go next? Nothing in Utah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair you, enough. you guys left. Do you find new stuff here? No. No, you well, don't. I'm trying to think of anything. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of as anything well, new. Well, the funny thing is like a Shake Shack's being built. Like, thank God they're bringing yeah. somebody else's good stuff to Utah. Right, yeah. right. And Colorado right. is very chainy as well. Um, I will say that. But um, yeah, we had, uh, for my birthday, we had Bojo's. And Bojo's is a local pizza place that's only here. And it's fantastic. They don't do like small, medium, and large. Their pizzas are by weight. <laughs> so you can buy a one pound, <laughs> two pound, three pound. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is delicious because it's delicious. They have crust and they have like honey wheat crust, and you put your honey on it, and it's delicious. But their combinations are really good. And we had um, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it had a they had hatch green chilies on it and pepperoni, and oh, it's not new, but goddamn, I love that place. So there's good pizza places out here as One well. Of the as things you- that I love in Colorado, I always used to get every time I went to Denver for work was uh, green chili stew. Oh yeah. Oh, so, so there's a place here if you ever get a Fort Collins called Spoons. I know it's a creative place. Uh, they do a lot of soups and they have a green chili cheddar with Odell's 90 shilling in it to die for, to die for. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. So you're in the Fort Collins area, huh? Love the Fort Collins area. Go Rams. <laughs> All right. Now let's go to Vegas. All right. Vegas time. Whoever wants to go first. You want to go, Eric? Go ahead, Chris. All right. So, man. I have, a, I have a lot of spots because <laughs> I'm just like, good. Right, you want, but uh, so I'm a huge, I'm a huge brunch guy. Um, there's this place I go to. I haven't been since you know the craziness started, but it's called the uh, Jams Restaurant. Yeah, can you spell it? Uh, J A M M S. Okay. Their, their tagline's their home of the pot bread, but it's not that you know it's it's not it's not that type. It's not what you're thinking. Like okay, pot, good. Pot, <laughs> Bread, but it's um it's bread that's baked and it's on it's it's it looks more keen to a muffin 
Uh, it's really good. It's super good. It's fluffy and the consistency is great and it just melts on your tongue. It's mm. really good bread. But they're also known for the uh, jaminator. So it's basically a Reuben omelet and it's served on deep fried burger buns. Super good. It is so good. It, I'm sure it's not good for you, but you got to spoil yourself once in a while. Yeah. So I was like, just give me some pot bread and the Japanese a cup of coffee and I'm good. Oh man. Excellent call. Eric, what you got? Uh, you know, all my cuisine here is Asian inspired. I, for me. I like Asian food. I'm in. Um, one of my favorites is son's Thai food. It's this elder Thai lady. And she got her start was she would sell her beef jerkies that she would make at her house at thrift stores and swap meets. And then that turned into she's like at every farmer's market now. She has a whole like awesome story army of of people slinging her beef jerky. <laughs> she's at every convention. She was at First Friday and her whole family's into it. And she opened up a brick and mortar location. Wow. Um, back when I used to live in North Las Vegas. And it's the my my wife uh, is half Thai, okay. and we've always eat ate Asian food all the time. It's the best Thai food you'll ever have in your life, and it's like this hole in the wall place, run by the same lady, and she's there every day because it's her place, and she loves it, and her family owns it, and it's fantastic. So it's just traditional Thai cuisine. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like oh yeah, yeah. the curries, the pad Thais. Mm-hmm. And her special blend of beef jerky, but it's just her seasoning. It's there's something in it, and I, I swear to God, it's crack. We <laughs> like crack. Anywhere I go, anytime we're ordering dinner, I pretty much there's three cuisines I ask for. It's usually some type of Mexican food, Thai food, or Indian food. Those are like the three things that I always kind of go to. Or sushi. I'll throw that. What was it. it called again? Sun's Thai food. Sun's as an S O N. S U N. S U N. Okay, glad I asked. It's like building his for Vegas right now. Old lady. Well, I've, I've, one of my best friends growing up actually lives in Pahrump, Nevada, which I'm sure you guys actually know what that is, even though it's Podunk, Nevada. And I'm actually texting him right now to see if he's tried these places. <laughs> so <laughs> That's funny. I mean, because, yeah, that's that's both of those places are off the strip, right? This isn't like something you go to. In the right, right. I'm, I'm no, not normal Vegas. tourists wouldn't find that. And don't get me wrong. I don't mind going to, you know, Thomas Keller's and, you know, inside of one of the resorts there and and stuff like that um you know there's some really good great top end chefs they bring in like french laundry comes into town you know because of what it is but it's kind of nice to see more of the local stuff yeah and it's michelin stars galore around there and oh yeah there is but see that's the and that's the thing you guys have been trying even with the culture of your your product is saying vegas is more than casinos and and buffets here's a great example of that Right. Well, of course, but, <laughs> but, well, you know, what? I, I was talking to these guys and I was like, you know, uh, Imagine Dragons claims that Las Vegas is their home. Like, let's get some collab going there. You know what I mean? So, Imagine, um, uh, yeah, too. they're from Vegas. Killers. But, you, but Utah claims killers. Oh, good call. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I, I, I love that you guys embrace the culture of the town, not the culture of the stereotype. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, we're trying. We, I mean, you're doing, you're doing a good job. You're, you're succeeding. There you go. I like the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I do like those shirts actually. And there's stickers of that too, right? Yes. I love it. Awesome. 
Well, hey, look, shopping. I love having you guys on. This is a great conversation. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with the with the live too. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Agreed. Thanks for having we'll us. Have to, we'll have to loop back around together, and uh, I'm sure we'll be working together. Yeah, I was uh, uh, real, real quick. I was telling Eric, I was like, man, we were listening to Geek together, and here we are about to go on their podcast. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> Because you guys are passionate. Like the fact that you mentioned, even at the very beginning, that you started as collectors and want to do something that's not, like you said, not going to make a million dollars, but rather add to the community. It's hard not to appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I love, and I love the story. Like, I mean, while we've, mm-hmm. we've been in touch throughout your whole process, and I know Christina talked to you at Decon and everything like that, um, not knowing all the details there is fantastic. I'm sure it'll help. A lot of other people are looking to make toys right now. It's becoming. Yeah. It's coming a big deal, so I'm sure it'll help a lot of people. For sure. Well, look, Absolutely. I, I really you will. So. This has been great. This has been oh Peyton's here. Hi, Peyton. We hit our we hit our limit of time. We can keep her out of the office. So <laughs> good time, man. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you guys. This has been a blast. Just imagine again. If you want to check out their work, go check out Vanter Toys. Um, if you want to check out our stuff, make sure you're following us at geek underscore together on Twitter. And Geek Together Pod on Instagram. Uh, we'll be posting all of our releases. Um, if you haven't, well, I probably should have mentioned it before, but uh, Podcast Bingo probably hit a lot of numbers between the live and this. Podcastbingo.com slash Geek Together. Our good friend uh, Andrew put that together for us. Thank you, um, Andrew. We, we need, yeah, we need to get more squares there, I think, although uh, the ones that are pretty funny. Anyway, like <laughs> a, make sure you check out our friends, STS guys, who are recording tonight as well. Secondary Heroes, Four Dorksmen, Three Beers and a Mic, Movie Retakes, all kinds. There's there's tons of stuff out there. Make sure you go check them all out. Thanks, there you go. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Bye. Just gonna...